is the Big Church Podcast. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. I want you to wave at me right now. Everybody that's a father in here, wave at me. All right, look at all you guys. You're not waving with your finger. Hey, there we go. We got somebody with their finger up back there. That didn't sound very good, but uh, it was, kind of sound bad, didn't it? Okay, here we go. Um, oh, man, I made myself laugh. Here we go. Um, we want to celebrate all the fathers. We want to celebrate all the grandfathers, the stepfathers, the father figures that are in their life. And we want to uh, celebrate you not only in this room, but you're out there watching. Hi, Dad, if you're watching me this morning. But I just want to celebrate all the dads right now. And you young guys out here right now that don't have families yet, I want you to pay attention. I don't want you to turn your ears off and say, well, this is only for the guy, people that have kids. No, you are going to need this information further on down the line when you have your own family. So I'm going to ask you to, to just pay attention during this whole thing. I've had really a stressful... Hold on a minute. I, I meant to put my cool glasses on. Am I cool? Tell me how cool I am. Ha. Kidding. Kidding. Not really. Here we go. But really good to see you guys here today. And I had a pretty stressful day. I got to take this thing is like 14 pounds of sweat. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get rid of it over there. Thank you, Trey, for letting me use that. Now you have to dry clean it afterwards, but here we go. But um, I had a pretty stressful day today. Uh, we're getting ready to go out, out of town after church here in a little bit. And so I told Brandon and Chris, especially Chris, to not be late this morning to run through. I said, make sure you're here at 8.30. Make sure. So about 8.25 today, I'm 8.24 or something. I'm getting out of the shower and uh, I go to my underwear drawer and I don't have any, sorry, I don't have any underwear. I had packed it all in my suitcase that is already in the car. So I had to run. I'm sweating so bad today right now because I've been running all over. I said, run out to the car, run across the park. I did have shorts on. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quiet here. But So that's, that's how my day started. That was late. And so here's how we're going. But can I, because it's Father's Day, can I tell some dad jokes? You know I love dad jokes, don't you? They say yeah, I tell them all the time. So here we go. This is a good one. What do you call it when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. Come on, that was good, y'all. Come on, that, that was better than that. Here we go. How do y'all, y'all young crowd in here is going to love this. How do you weigh a millennial or a Gen Z? In Instagrams. That was so good. Y'all got to know it's good. The title of my message today is Glory Days, and we're going to have a couple awesome young men come up here in just a little bit. But when I say Glory Days, what does that really mean? What's that mean to you? But maybe you were the big man on campus, and maybe you were very popular, and you scored all of the touchdowns and hit all the home runs, and maybe all the girls liked you in school. That could have been you for your Glory Days. But you know what? What's happened over time is life's kind of went in the other direction. Maybe you're not as popular as you used to be. Maybe you're not as fit as you used to be. Maybe those things have kind of passed you by. But I want to read to you in Haggai, I guess that's how I say it. Haggai 2, 3, it says this. Does anyone remember this house? And he's talking about the temple. In its former splendor, it was talking about, do you remember what it used to look like? How in comparison does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all to you. 
Sometimes we try to compare the old with the new and we get discouraged that it doesn't look the same. A lot of times we try to go backwards in time and we try to make everything to be the way that it used to be. And so many times we get discouraged because sometimes, it, sometimes what we had before was better than what we're, we're seeing now. I like, I like flipping. We can't stay in the past. One thing is we just cannot. But I like all the shows that talk about flipping houses. You ever watch them? They take the before and the after. My wife likes an older house. I want my house to be new and squeaky clean and new paint. And I don't want it to smell like mildew and I, none of that stuff. So when I watch these shows, they take these old houses. And, but what we got to understand is that house, at one point in time that they're flipping, it used to be in its glory days. It used to be new, it used to shine, it used to smell good, but a little bit over time, it kind of got ran down a little bit, kind of got neglected just a little bit, and it even got abandoned. Let me just be honest with you, life is full of ups and downs, and life can be hard sometimes. Being a man is hard, right? Can I get an amen? amen. But it's not as hard as being a woman. Amen. I'm not singing Shania Twain to you this morning, is it? It's not as hard being a woman. I never heard so much about eyelashes, <laughs> nails, hair. Come on, guys. We got it so good compared to what, compared to, to y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all ladies didn't have, couldn't get your hair cut for about six months. It seemed like six weeks and it seemed like it was like 10 years, right? But life is full of ups and downs. And being a husband is even challenging, right, guys? Amen. Being married, never mind. Here we go. Men and women are different. Can I get an amen? amen? Are men and women different? Can you say that's the truth? Okay, here we go. When a, when a woman says, I'm fine, she's not fine. I'm trying to help you out. If they come to you and say, no, I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine, I'm fine. You better be able to find out the, why they're not fine because they're not fine. When a, when a man gives a woman the option where to go, what to do, where to eat, and they just respond, you pick. They're not being cute. You better pick. Y'all have that argument, where you, where do you want to eat? Where do you want to eat? Well, where do you, I don't really, I don't really care. I don't, I don't even want that. We both do that to each other. Like, I don't want, you want anything Mexican. I don't want Mexican today, so. But when a man asks you, this is a good one, guys. You got to remember this one. When a man says, I don't remember saying that. It's because he means anything that I has said in the last six months is inadmissible in this argument. <laughs> can I be honest with you? Women do not forget anything. You can have an argument 10 years ago and they can recite it back to you every single time. <sighs> okay, let's go on. Here we go. All jokes aside, we have to lead well. The Bible says that men are the head of the household, but we are need our wives. Our wives need leaders, not dictators. Our wives need a partner to go along with them. They need a co-pilot to go through this life that we're going through. And I'll be honest, I personally haven't been the best father, best husband, best leader in my home. And I'm so thankful that I have a great partner who's sitting up here in the front row, my beautiful wife, who shows me grace when I need it because I need it a lot. I needed a lot of grace during COVID when she was about to kick me out of the house and told me to go, find, go be anywhere besides 
in my presence right now. I'm the kind of guy that I can't just walk through the house. I have to hum through the house. Y'all know what I mean? And y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. So I was really annoyed. So thank you, babe, that you put up with me and that you do for all these years. I appreciate that. But being a father is challenging too. It's all new. Anybody remember starting out changing dirty diapers? Any guys? Come on, get your hands up in the air. Come on. Here's how it starts with your first child. Here, honey. He kind of stinks a little bit, you know, or yeah, this is your job right here. But as you go on, you have to learn how to change that dirty diaper. I can remember what, the first few that I changed. I was like, this has got to be women's work, right? Not necessarily so. But challenge of diapers and getting less sleep. Anybody, any fathers or mothers out there getting no sleep right now with their young kids? And they talk about terrible twos, but I think that they're terrible two, three, four four, five, middle school. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about? Sometimes they can be terrible all of it. Then those middle school years, you all don't even want to talk about because you're about ready to kill them when they're up that age. But here's the thing. Being a father is challenging. You have to watch your kids grow up. And they're not your baby anymore. Right. You know, so it's kind of one of those things, you, it's bittersweet as you go. But being a provider is very challenging too because you know why? Because we live in a very material world right now. And what you see and what you hear and what you experience is more, 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 more. I grew up, again, if my dad's watching, he'll know this story. He took me, I grew up in kind of a moderately poorish family. And I can remember going, everybody else was going to the malls and doing things. But we went to the dollar store. And my dad would go to the shoe section and he would say, look at this purple run fast shoe. It had the stripes. It had all this stuff. It was probably $7.99 at the time. And he used to say this. He says, those are purple run fast shoes. He had me so psyched up that I could go anywhere. I didn't care what it was. I don't care what the price of them were. I don't care how ugly they were. He told me that I could run fast in those shoes. But a lot of times what we do is we have to understand that we can live on less and we can teach our kids more. A lot of times what we do is we, we, we think we have to give them everything. We think that we have to provide all of this stuff for them. Nothing wrong with that, folks. But when it gets to the point where you're giving and giving and giving and they don't understand the concept of having to, to work for it, oh. oh, I better stay away from that one. That would get us in trouble. Of having to actually put their hands to something and do it, I think we've lost that in our generation. So parents out there, dads out there, it's okay to give your kids a lot of things, but also give them the time and the things that they really need in that. Can we live on less? We can. But I'm going to tell you something right now. We, I have a couple guys here that have it all together that are about to come up on this stage. They're over there shaking their heads. They've got it all figured out, and we're about to hear about some of their glory days and then answer a few questions. So if you would, welcome Chris and Brandon up to the stage real quick. Oh, we got to bring our own stools up and take them down. Hey, the pastor's not supposed to have to work that hard. Here, didn't I just preach about having to do something? That's okay. It's okay. Hey, guys, how are y'all doing? Oh, okay. We're rewinding nice. live here. Here we go. But it's good to see you guys again. Um, so glad to be up here with you all. Um, Brandon, I'm going to start with you. Just tell a little bit about yourselves and uh, 
Give us some of your glory day stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my name is Brandon Heyman. For those that I have not met, um, I'm first a man of God. Second, I'm a husband. Um, and then third, I'm a father. And then fourth, I'm an accountant slash technology consultant. Can you do my taxes? I'm not a tax accountant. <laughs> I audit people, so I'm oh, like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So I can do it. Yeah, you. I look at your financials now. Uh, stay um, away from that one. So I guess my glory days started back when I was younger, growing up. I played a lot of sports, um, but I want to note that my parents instilled in me that academics was first above everything. So um, actually, my freshman year or actually my eighth grade year, school wanted me to go and play football uh, at, at varsity. And I told them I didn't want to, and I instead I went to like this all, it's called Gwinnett School of Science, Math, and Technology. So it was like this magnet school for nerds. Nerd. Nothing wrong with being a nerd, I'm a nerd. Um, and I went there and it was just no sports. I eventually was like, all right, I gotta go, go and do something. Played varsity, basketball and varsity football from sophomore on to senior year. I won't say, and I just want to preface, like not everybody had this experience, but I felt like I was the man at my high school. <laughs> I mean, just saying. And, um, <laughs> and so like, I was, I was like the star wide receiver, star basketball player, all that. Eventually went to college um, and got humbled really quick because I wasn't the star anymore and I ended up sitting the bench and I was, I was glad my dad, when he coached me when I was younger, he would, he would never let me start. Even though I was the best player on the team at the time, he would never let me start because he wanted to humble me and make sure I understood that you're not always gonna be first. And when I got to college, I was definitely not first. I was probably last. And um, that was a great humbling experience, but those are my glory days in high school and it was fun during high school. I, mean, I, can't, I can't lie about it. So the thing, uh, what did you learn about being a D1 player that makes you be a better husband, better father? Um, that, that humility, yeah. that humbleness that I had to learn um, because I wasn't the best player anymore. Yeah. Um, and also just being resilient. During my time in college, playing college basketball, we went through a, I went through a lot of stuff. I, I just remember having to like, it would be tough to wake up because I'm like, man, I got to go do this again. And I'm not even playing. It's like you do all this hard work and you don't even play. Wow. And oh, we went through a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I came out of that, when I came out of college basketball, I realized that I could attack anything because of what I've been through. So and I wasn't really scared of anything, even death, because, you know, I'm saved. Yeah. So it's, it, it just changed my whole mindset. And now, like, as a husband and a father, it's going to be different changes. I have a kid on the way right now. And... It's going to be a huge change. We're going to be, have two instead of one. So um, it really prepared me for that. That's awesome. Chris, let's talk about some of your glory days, yeah, bro. Yeah, nice, nice you down, brother. The, uh, the, so my name is Chris. Last name is Brown. The, I'm actually from Little Rock, Arkansas. Whoop, so whoop. people, yeah, thank, thank I'm you. I'm from there, yeah, but I said you. it. I had the whoop. So, yeah, so guys, I went uh, kind of a little quick backlog here. I know we live in Bullock County, so you have, I said this last service, but I think it makes complete sense. So you have... Bullet Central, North Bullet, Bullet East. So you had three different high schools. So in North Little Rock, Arkansas, we had one. Right? We had one high school. So all the middle schools, everything filtered into one high school. We had 3,500 kids. Wow. Right? My graduating class was 980. So uh, kind of the glory days for me, I was a starting shortstop for our, I was an All-American shortstop. The uh, kind of something a little bit different is you, all, you always realize in, in something that big, 
there's always someone behind you willing or ready to take your spot. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right? So if you're not prepared, if you haven't put in the work, right, if you haven't done these things, then you will lose your spot quickly. Quickly, wow, like good. before you even know it. So I know, I know some people, you either love high school or you could just leave it behind. I get that. So for me, high school was a good experience. I, I learned, kind of like Brandon, you're, you're resilient, persevere. You, and I guess above all, kind of what Rich was saying earlier, man, you work hard. Work hard, man. If you want something, work for it, right? Like do that. So it's kind of my, my jam right there. Well, how would you compare your glory days being a dad and now you're a grandpa? Indeed. So... <laughs> Graham, Grams. Grams. All right. So, yeah, especially if my oldest son's watching online with my wife, I am not a grandpa nor a papa. No disrespect to any watching online. No disrespect. So I'm called G-Paw. Right? She wants so, to be called G. So G, there you go. So high five on that. So we... It's a little different. The, I know for you, for, you, for you... I guess for you guys that have grandkids in here... Uh, I know for me personally, with your kids, at least in, in our family, there was control, right? I had control there. I had control over, per se, I mean, you know, I wasn't a dictator or nothing like that, but there was just, there was more control. Yeah. So when you see your grandchildren, you're actually watching kids raise kids. Yeah. Truth, right? Kids raise kids to where you have to love from a distance. That's good. Right? So it's the arm, yeah. you know, and it's like... Uh, you know, gosh, son, I love you, but uh, whoa, like back up a little bit. So it's that, you know, with your kids, you know, you love your kids, but you're there. And with your grandkids, there's just, you, you have to love from a distance, which makes it very hard. You can give them Mountain Dew and chocolate and send them home. Yes, we don't do that. Bounce off the we walls. We don't do that. We don't do any of that. Yeah, so. No Mountain Dew or chocolate. That's correct. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, Brandon, is it hard juggling a career uh, and being a husband and a father? Um, I would definitely say yes. Um, I've strugg- I'm still struggling with it. It's an everyday struggle. Um, actually, Casey reminded me because typically how we want our order of operations to go is God first, husband, family, career, but it's typically inversed. And it's mm-hmm. usually career, family, oh, I want to be father figure, and then I'm a husband, and then God. And, yeah. and Casey called me out on it yesterday, so that was, that was a great question to ask. And um, Women are good for that, aren't they? Yeah, yes. the quick, quick. I mean, it, boom, just like that. She was like, oh, you're, you switched it. And, and it was so humbling to hear that. And I had to think back on a verse, Philippians 2.3, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Mm-hmm. Rather in humility, value others above yourself. And I remember I used to always read and write down that scripture and value others above yourself. And I remember, golly, value others. And I'm, I'm thinking about my wife. I got to put her first too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and that, that's a tough, that struggle of trying to provide, but also trying to be a father and also trying to, you know, be a husband. It, it's, a, it's a tough battle, but once you're aware of it, it's easy to attack it. That's awesome. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, Chris, you actually stepped away from like corporate America into doing your own thing, own business. And how was that hard? And how did it help you being a father and a husband? Uh, I did. Yes. So try not to cry here. But the uh, so I know for me, especially personally, to try to catch my breath. So 
the especially when you when you step away from something like that. So my wife and I do various different things, as some of you guys know. So we we're small business, whatever the case. Uh, but I, I will tell you this: I do have a word here, right? So word. So my word is presence, right? So especially for. We told him we wanted him, we wanted ah. him to replicate the tears from the first <laughs> and know, he's doing right? a really good job. Dad gummit. So like, well, especially when it comes to presence, right? Especially with men. And I'm just gonna call you out, right? Fathers, dads, you have to be there. Yeah. So good. Guys, you got to be there. Be there for your wife, like Brandon said. Be there for your kids. Be there for your church, right? Be there. Presence means that you show up. Wow, that's good. That means you show up, right? If your kids need something or if your wife needs something or if you want to lay your life down, that means you show up. Especially when it comes, I'm just being honest, that I'll, I'll get off the soapbox, but especially when it comes to men. Where are the godly men? Right? Where are they at? So I challenge you. I challenge me. Challenge me. There's a mirror right here, right? That's self-reflection. And I didn't cry too much, man. It's okay. So, yeah. So that hey, was, big that was men can cry. Are men allowed to cry? Anybody? Any guys cry out there? I cry. Yeah. Zane's back there. He's, he cries. <laughs> well, you guys, that, those, those are really good stories, and that was good high school. But let me just tell you about my high school experience. Um, I wasn't the popular guy in high school. Matter of fact, I was a decent, I could play ball okay, but I wasn't the star athlete. And I'll be honest, I didn't even like high school. I thought, Amen. <laughs> I didn't even like high school. I was so ready to get out of high school that it just was, it was terrible. So I don't have all these glory day stories to tell them. But one thing I did do is I got to go, I'm going to turn around here. I feel like I'm not even talking to nobody over here. I did get to go back to my 20 year class reunion. It was actually pretty cool to go in there and see people who used to pick on me. Now they were heavier than me. They were, oh, that's mean, isn't it, Pastor Rich? But, you know, I, I ain't going to lie. I, I, when I saw them, some of that things, it kind of made me feel a little bit better. Come on, I know there's other people laughing at you. You all know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you used to make fun of me, but now you're, I'm more successful than you are. So there, you got it. So anyway, I'm going to repent here in just a few minutes when we have altar talk, <laughs> so we're good. But um, I just want to say this, that no matter what your days look like, you know, whether you were popular or not, or whether you were a star or not, or whether you were a chick magnet or not, uh, can y'all imagine me not being a chick magnet? But here we go. Your best... <laughs> Hush. Only, only to this chick right here, so I'm a good answer. But I just want to let you guys know that your best days are and can be ahead of you. Yeah. So many times we look back and we figure we've already missed it or it's already about past us. But let me read verse 9 to you. It says this. It says, the future glory of this temple will be greater than the past glory, says the Lord of heaven. And in this place, I will bring peace. In that house that they're doing the flip on, a lot of times... We've got to understand that God wants to make all things new. 
He doesn't want to give us a half version of who we used to be. He wants to make all things new. He wants to knock out a wall. And sometimes what we have to do, and you see those, those shows, and they knock out a wall, and you see it afterwards. Like, and what he does when he knocks those walls out, guys, he gives us more space to be able to operate in the way that we need to operate. So sometimes God has to knock that wall out. He has to make it bigger and better. And I love nothing more than a nice, squeaky clean new house that has new appliances. You know what I'm talking about. You want those appliances to shine and look good. But what God wants to do with you is he wants to take that broken and he wants to make it whole. He wants to take all that guilt and that shame that maybe you weren't the best dad or the best husband or the best provider. He wants to take all that stuff up and he wants to give you, it says, I'm gonna give you peace. And you know what else? He wants to return that new smell back to you. Y'all know what I'm talking about, a new car smell. Y'all like the new car smell? Until you get five payments in and you're going, what the heck did I just do? Why did I buy a new car? But he wants to return and get that new smell back in your life. I'm gonna ask you all if you would to stand with me. And today, I want us all to, actually I wanna honor all the fathers again in the house. Thank you for what you've done, the sacrifices that you've made, the, the way that you've helped your kids reach their dreams and go higher than they ever thought they could do. Thank you, men, for being the husbands that you are. And if we need work like we all do, we're gonna work on that too as we go forward. But I want to, as these guys, I wanna give you some good news is that you may be doing better than you think you're doing. So many times we look at all of our faults and our failures and, and we start comparing ourselves to here and there. But I want you to give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back and say, you know, I'm doing better than what I thought I was doing. The Bible says, it says that he has a good plan for your life. And you can't keep living in the days of the past that you thought were good because he's got a good plan for your future. The end of something can be better than the beginning. And I wrote this little cheesy thing down here. We came in as sinners and we can go out as winners. That was my last dad jokish. Here we go. But what I want to do today is I just, with these guys up here, I want to pray over each and every one of you fathers. And I want to just pray a prayer that, that let me just pray. Let's pray. Father, I pray a blessing over each man in this place. God, I ask you right now to help them to lead in a way, lead themselves in a way that would be pleasing to you, lead their homes in a way that would be pleasing to you, lead their jobs in a way that would be pleasing to you. Father, I ask right now for strength to come on each and every father and each and every man in this place. God, right now we need supernatural strength to be the men, as Chris said, he's called us to be. We ask you, God, that we don't find ourselves missing anymore, but God, instead of missing in action, God, we show up when we're supposed to be there. So Father, I pray specific strength for us and spiritually, God. Lord, I pray right now for healing of anyone who's in this room, anyone who is online right now. Maybe you've not been the best father, the best husband, the best man. God, I pray right now that the guilt and the shame would be replaced right now in the name of Jesus. And we can see that we go forward in your name. Father, I pray healing over each one. And God, we ask you right now for wisdom and leadership to come forth in all of us. Father, we thank you that what you're doing in the men of this church and in the men that are out there watching right now, that God, you're doing a new thing in us. So God, help us not to get stuck in the old way of thinking. 
but God, to go forward in you. In Jesus' name, I speak blessings over each and every household out there. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.